I feel good. Ah, somebody's got to feel good because there's a lot going on in the air that doesn't sound good. And here we go again as we take the most fruitful time of the year, which is football season, and it's December. And in December, those of us with a little gray in our beards remember what it was like to be analyzing our position in the playoff hunt. But no, we rewind and we go to what is now our seasonable uh, action, which is we go through who will survive December and draft position. We now, you know it's not a good sign whenever you're focused on the first five picks in the upcoming NFL draft. That is a way to not focus on the present, which means you're not doing very well. And how often have we said that recently, that we're not doing very well? And so um, DOC here on the microphone, in for Brother Hoffman, who is, uh, what is this today, a, a photo shoot? Uh, was he getting this? He has a, a medical uh, situation that he has to take care of for the next two days. So, oh, Okay, good, good. Well, yeah. then, we, then we pray for him then. Good. Yep. Usually, I mean, you know, I'm used for – Used to fitting in for you know Sheehan, who's oh, on yeah. vacation or mm-hmm. or whatever. Had Russell, the big shots who are on on demand. But no good. We hope we pray for Craig and hope everything is right, and we make sure that he still has a show when he gets back. And I think we'll be able to pull that off. It's never a dull moment, and for our veteran listeners, people that are over forty, who at least remember have a few thoughts, and can remember parades and celebrations and playoff hunts and positioning, um, and then wondering what the 28th pick in the draft will look like. We usually hang around the teens for the most part. Where you're stuck, and it's like the NBA, it's like the Wizards. If you're not getting the first or second or third pick, being in the middle is no man's land. It's not good in any sport. You're not good enough to get immediate impact players, you hope. And and then today, there's like every day, there's another bombshell. There's another revelation. There's another. And today's, I mean, and what will it be tomorrow? Well, you know, s- stay tuned because it'll be it'll be something. And it's, I, I said it yesterday with Russell, how uncomfortable I was yesterday and how frustrating the season has been because they've shown promise. The Eagle game, you just can't make this up. Why I'm frustrated and not angry, there's a difference. Frustration means I expect more out of you and I'm disappointed that you didn't live up to what you're capable and you've shown you're capable of doing. Before we lost to the Bears, it was a, it was an incline that the, the the arrow was pointed up. You're in South Philadelphia, where the Niners went in and just disposed of a team that we all respect, the defending NFC champions. You go to overtime with them, and to tell you why this team right now is in dire psychological need, I think it's more from the neck up 
than the neck down. And I've said that consistently. Because when you're in this league and you don't play desperate, it's hard to, for a guy whose belly's full, rent's paid, not in debt, to be desperate. Why I love undrafted free agents and, you know, the UFAs, as, as I refer to them as most people do, is you want people with a chip on their shoulder. Who has played as if they got a chip on their shoulder on this team? Couldn't tell you. Oh, that's my, that's my point. And so you can have talent. Do they have talent? Yes, they do. They have talent. Everybody does. But the stories this year in the NFL that make you smile are in Houston and Detroit and Jacksonville. And you're looking at teams in recovery. I'll give you a team that has a bad record, but when you look at how they're playing, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, no, excuse me. Not the, not the, I was thinking in, in reference. Yeah, Steelers, no offense. They are hamstrung. The Jets are worse than that. But their defense is they're, – they're playing with half a team. Have you heard any bitching out of the Jets? Nope. You know why? Because they, they have hope. And what they're hoping is that they can stay close enough to get AAA Ron back. Just that premise, just that idea of hope. You got to have hope. Something that these grown-ass men who have families, have children, have all kind of things going on in their life. You and I talked about this in our pre-production meeting this morning. It's hard to simulate adrenaline because you don't practice with it unless you're scrimmaging. So these people now, and not just this team, but the whole league is trying to make sure they protect people throughout the week. It's been an ongoing effort. But yet, there's still physical teams, teams that play like their pants are on fire. So we're seeing that it's possible. Are we asking these guys to do something that's inhumane? Nope. No, we're not. Are we asking them to cheat and do anything illegal? Nope. No, no, we're not. And I give you Exhibit A, the Cincinnati Bengals, who had a loss, longer losing streak than we've had. 30 years. The draft. And why we're talking draft, and I know there's a lot of quarterback, and none of us, well, except for Kevin, has actually scouted or knows these kids in college. I don't do that anymore. I did it for 20 years. But unless you're in the flow and you're watching something regular, you're a fan. You're not an, an analyst, an expert. You're a fan. You're looking at it, and you're seeing a game or two. But it looks like there are at least four or five prospects what you look, Joe Burrow, that's, a, that's what happens when you get one. The kid down in Jacksonville, he was numero uno. He just hurt his ankle. But have you seen Jacksonville lately? Mm-hmm. They're in every game against anybody. It don't matter. And they just got rid of an imposter. Urban Meyer went down there, and he, 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 was, he was impersonating. A, now, he's a hell of a collegiate coach. He's t- Terrible as a head coach. And what did you hear about it? He was abusive. He was a jackass. Nobody really liked And it didn't work. Tough love. You got to get results of people turn on tough love. All that gangster thug talk and all that. Who's doing it? It's not winning. It becomes absolute chaos. How do you turn the tide? To me, this team is complex in that. 
they got caught in between. You bring in a guy who has been in a winning environment consistently. Player, coach, whole nine yards. And you brought him here, and I would go back and go, why did you bring him here? Because you needed change. You were hoping to get change. You were hoping to inflect something upon your team that would actually change their demeanor, how they do business, how they go about it. But why would you do that? Because you had to have admitted to yourself, obviously not publicly but privately, that your approach is landing on deaf ears. People are giving you nodding their heads as if they understand, but their body language shows they don't. Then you are tasked with the responsibility of bringing in new players. It's all on you. Nobody told you who to get. You had full authority to bring in who you wanted to bring in, right? And when that egg cracked and it came out, so far you've it. it you have not landed on any. No aliens in your group. Aliens are people that are better than pros are. They're just freaks. They're unusual. Everybody wants them, but there's a dozen of them in the whole league. Well, there's only a dozen quarterbacks worth, worth a damn, in my opinion, in the entire league. The league is suffering at a position that's critical, the most important position in the game, blah, blah, blah. We hear it, and now we see it. And then there's the Bengals. And their guy's out. And their backup comes in, grinding. Kid was a terrific high school player, terrific at University of Washington, didn't get drafted. You got all these analysts, all these scouts, all these people going. The guys with Minnesota, he's bounced around a little bit, just grinding. Reminds me a little bit of, of Heineke in the sense that not the same personality. That kid had he had something, he had that it thing. You can say what you want to say about it. I don't think you could build on him, but there are a lot of things about him that they could not replace in his absence. Now, you got a better talent at the position, but that talent is consumed with focusing on developing his own skill set. It's hard to lead while you're learning. That's why I'm not a fan of rookies having C's on their chest. You don't have to be the best player on the team to be the leader. But you got to be a leader. And nobody can anoint you to do that. You got to have it in you. If not, it's the worst thing could ever happen. Because now five guys are following a false God. The worst thing can ever happen. Because when times get tough, it's going to splinter. It's okay when everybody's all, everything's going well. But then when things go wrong, are people going to point the finger? Or are they going to ball up their fists and fight? And what you have seen now here is you got finger pointers, not fighters. He did it. He did, you know, finger pointers. You know, your alphas sound like poodles, not like wolves. And you can't be bailed out because it's not the last game of the year. I know everybody, a large majority of people over there at that park, would love this to be the finale. It's not. And what I was trying to get through with Russell is that there's so much of this season left. The most important part of the NFL season is December. 
That's where kings are crowned. This is the positioning. This is what it's all about. And if you're not going in it, any guy that's been in this league, his whole direction goes to, well, I'm going to take somebody out with me. Do you get the feeling that that, 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 that group is thinking, spoiler, we're going to go out, we're going to ruin somebody else's pride? I don't. I mean, based off their play the last couple of weeks, the, the fact that we've been outscored 90-25 to 25 the last two games, that is an indicator that they're not, you know, ready to go out here and play spoiler to anybody. Now they do have the bye. John Allen also said he's focused on, you know, these next four weeks going out there playing hard. Yeah. Um, so they got the time to, and I know, believe to him. get that their their mental right. But we want to see actions. I don't want to hear words. I'm tired of hearing where I want to see actions. And again, just show you got some pride, man. You you I think you you said it perfectly. We got finger pointers instead of fighters. Show some pride these last four weeks. I want to see Sam Howell go out here and play exceptionally well. I'm rooting for Sam. I'm I think a lot of Sam. people are. I think a lot of people are. Um, you got you got to root for the position. You got to be three deep. You got to have talent. This is a talent based league. And we go back to the NCAA for just a moment because Florida State being left out by the committee saying they're out, and all I could think of was, as I said it, the Dolphins and Bob Greasy. He got hurt. Earl Morrill led the team to five or six victories in a championship. You just discount the fact the team, when you judge him over one person at one position, that's not the team. You 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 didn't allow them the opportunity to rally about it and show you what team really means. But we understand that. It's dollars. People are looking for splash and hold nine yards. And so I've, I thought it was – but I'm not surprised it happened. Because who wants to be the person to say, well, Alabama? They've earned that right. And they were out of it last year, and people pissed. And they were driving at the right time because they have a guy that understands how to develop champions and how to get his horse ready for the three big ones, the Kentucky, you know what I mean, the Belmont. He understands what it's all about. You obviously have a huge void. Not only is quarterback an endangered species in the NFL, so are coaches. The coaching ranks is infiltrated with imposters. Just because you got a shirt and the gear on and you got that don't mean you coach. It doesn't mean you can communicate to players. It doesn't mean you can identify talent and motivate that talent to become the best it can be. That's like teachers in our education system. You're a guide, you're a counselor, you work with young people. It's an incredible gift to have. Not everybody has it. You can have all the free time in the world. But are you gifted enough to be able to convince somebody to be the best they can be? This is about influence. And you have failed on almost every level, every category in it. You lost this in February. You had a chance to go out and attract free agents to come here. It's not like you're the bottom barrels or whatever. You, you, it's promising. You finished slugging it out. Somebody, you made selections on people, and so far, you're a bus. For whatever reason, if a guy gets injured, he doesn't want to be hurt. Nobody does. I broke my arm twice. My Nobody wants to have that happen. It happens. Good teams are always anticipate. well, what if? What happens if we lose this guy? You've coached uh, Pee Wee. You've coached anybody coached on any level. Stays up half the night wondering, okay, if I lose my best guy, what do I do? What do I move? 
you're constantly thinking about, what do I do? You're responsible for shopping for the groceries. If the meal stinks, don't blame the oven. You control the temperature. You're in charge. Of, you control everything. And if it doesn't work, clearly it's on you. But then you need somebody to save you, and that's where players come in. Well, people just make up their mind. We're not losing. We're not going to do this. We're not going to – whatever the deal is. Watching Hard Knocks again last night, and I knew this would happen. I told Russell, my God, we're going to have to live this over and over and over because they're going to spoof you. Planning a little roller coaster deal spoofed on you. Discussing how they're going to come in, what they're going to do, daring you in certain coverages or whatever. See, I'm going to bust you, and they bust you. You're predictable, and it's like you're, you're not even putting up any resistance. And so I go, how can a team play the, the NFC champions toe-to-toe, not once, but really twice? Your best performance has been a, about the best team you've played. Mm-hmm. You lose to the Bears on national TV on Thursday night football. You get clowned. You get clowned on Thanksgiving. You can blame Cole. You can blame Stray. I ain't blaming nobody but the participants. At some point, you can't blame somebody who's not playing. That's your team. And I'm just wondering at what point is anybody going to claim that within their own units or whatever. We're seeing guys get beat on the same move, on the same things, repeatedly. And you're not even smart enough to just grab a guy and take a penalty. If they put me on the the field and tell me to go guard LeBron J, I'm following the hell out of him. He's getting beat up. Every time. Every time. I can't can't jump with him. I can't run with him. I'm going to hit him in the the Adam's apple. (laughs) I got to do something. These guys, like, they have no primary skills of defense. You got to be told every stinking thing to do. You 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 never played flag. You ain't been in the backyard. You ain't figured out nothing on your own. It's like they have no feel. Like the eunuchs. These people come out and they packed that stadium. They did everything they asked, told you they were gonna do. Fans stepped up. That's your best shot. Tells me you don't understand the history. Anybody that comes to this team and somebody doesn't drive them around and give them a history lesson, on the same on you. These cats don't, they don't act like they're defending anything. You're defending your family. You're defending the history of the organization. And everybody's worn the uniform, no matter what it looks like. Everybody kind of understands that. And that's, my, that's the part I'm most disappointed about. But yet, you got to move forward because it's not over. Oh, did I I mention? You got the best four defenses you're going to play in a row. And your prize pupil and Sam Howell. My question now is that how is he going to get through the month in one piece? This boy's been treated like a pinata. You see something I don't see? I mean, now I can understand the strategy of the ownership group. Yeah. 
which to me means they're trying to get the highest pick they can get. Yeah. And they figured the best way to do it is just leave the status quo. Yeah. It's like you're telling me you think it's, it's not going to get fixed. I mean, I, I think there's room for improvement based off our last couple of weeks. Like, I, I would say, you know, Sam has had, prior to the last two games, he had a stretch of games where he played, you know, pretty good. Yeah, he did. Um, Under the circumstances. So, I I, I would primarily say Eric Bieniemy just has to do a, a better job of, you know, putting him in position to uh, to be successful. Again, uh, David Long from, from the Dolphins, he said anytime the commanders had, like, rolling pockets – things of that nature where, you know, Sam was able to use his uh, mobility because we all know that he, he can move and, you know, operate outside yeah, of the pocket. Yeah, he's not stiff. He gave, that gave them problems. But when it came to, like, the basics, all they had to do is be disciplined and, you know, just remain disciplined and they were going to be able to, you know, withstand whatever play call Eric Bieniemy called. So the fact that we have players of other teams really going out here and saying, oh, they never adjusted to this. Oh, we know on third downs they're going to play man. Oh, um, we know if we just play discipline and uh, just play our base defense, we'll have success. That's problematic because now it's like everybody knows what you're going to be doing. Like They, they don't really have to game plan too much. So I think it's just more so on Eric Bieniemy just going out there, putting Sam in the best position um, to go out there and have success. But we got to take a quick break. Um, we got Gary Clark coming up. Yeah, G. Clark coming up. I had to bring on a legend and a guy who – and I brought him on not because of his catches. brought him on because of his heart. And like Michael Irvin, who is, I mean, most competitive guy I've ever seen, he and Jerry Rice, wide receivers, highly competitive, James Arthur Monk and Gary Clark. Because I want to hear from a guy who bleeds burgundy and gold. I'm just sick and tired of people misrepresenting these colors. So we got to get back to the roots. Gary Clark joins us right here. DOC, in for Craig Hoffman here on the Hoffman Show. Stick and stay. Just made a little contact with G, and uh, he said hit him back. He's there. We're trying to get hooked up with uh, a member of the original posse, Gary Clark. And we're going to talk a little bit about this this NBA in-game tournament that they have going, which I thought was, I didn't know what to think early on. I thought anything you can do to spice up a period of time that usually is kind of flat was pretty good. And I think overall it has, uh, it has worked out. It's uh, I'm here with an orangeman Hoyas and the orange tomorrow, which, uh, well, that used to be fighting words back in this town and hopefully the programs will get back to that level. You know, can't wait to see it. He does join us now, and one of the busiest guys I know, he lives his life like he played 100 miles an hour. And uh, Gary Clark joins us now. G, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Walker. How you doing, brother? Well, you know, I'm, I'm good, but I'm I'm not I'm, – no, I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good. I ain't going to sit here and try to BS you and tell you I'm good. This is uh, – it's embarrassing, man. The state of this – football team right now because they're not the bad news bears. They have a lot of talent and they have shown that they're capable of playing at a much higher level than they've shown us overall consistently. When you look at it, let's start with the passing game. We know we lead the world 
in attempts. What what do you see, and do you have any solutions that you could help guys like myself and Anthony who are sitting here bleeding, you know, one drop at a time? What do your eyes tell well, you? I mean, I mean, I see a honestly, I see a bright future in the passing game. I always have. I mean, they got some of the best receivers in the league, hands down. I mean, they got four guys that can go out there and catch the ball. They really do. Um, you can see from different players on the team that you know one player will have a good game. Don't get me wrong, Terry McLaurin's a leader. Terry's like Art Monk was in my day when I was playing. Art's mm-hmm. the leader of the team. You know, we get that. You know, but. You know, your supporting cast always has to be able to come up and at some point in time become the guy on the team. Yeah. At least point in time in our career, Ricky became the guy on the team. I became the guy on the team in yeah. terms of that. So it's a nice combination of things. And I think they do have that, you know, but we really do have to, I mean, we have to, our defense has to start playing a little bit better, quite honestly. I mean, they're supposed, they're supposed to be the staple point of the team, and unfortunately it's went the other way, you know, like – you know, when we played Doc, you know, key was you score 24 points or more, you expect to win the football game. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just do. I mean, and now our defense, oof. I mean, I'm sure the guys, I'm sure the guys are trying, but whoever's a true leader on their team defensively, they need to have a sit down and conversation. You know, quit blaming coaches. I mean, everybody always blames the coaches. But Joe had nothing to do with me catching the ball or dropping the ball or me deciding not to run the play that he called for me to decide to run the play that I think was better or a pattern that I thought was better. Give that information to the quarterback so we're both on the same page and keep moving. If it works, keep moving. You know, I knew eight out of ten times it's going to work. I know 20% of the time I was going to get yelled at for not doing what was asked of me. But typically, but the reason it didn't work those 20% of the time is because either I dropped the ball or it was a bad pass, not because it wasn't the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so guys got to also start, you know, what I loved about our team, Walker, was you guys would talk among yourselves about, okay, nah, that's the play that came in, but we're going to run something else. You know, because you guys knew what was going on in the game. That's the that's the one thing that coaches will never be able to feel is what's actually happening in the game. The small intricacies that are so important about the game that makes the player doesn't make a play. You know, I go back to that 87 championship game. Mm-hmm. We're playing the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, I told Doug in the first half that, you know, was running this scram seven and the red air scram seven. Mm-hmm. I'm running, I'm giving the guy a three-step post move, Doc, and he's still going to the corner. They game play, but they watch film. Yep. They yeah. know what's going on as well, right? They're game planning us. Right. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm yelling. I'm telling Doug. I said, Doug, I'm not going to run that, you know, MF um, corner route. And Doug's back is to me. He's mad at me because I dropped the ball earlier. <laughs> so he's <laughs> mad at me. He's not really responding to me. This is in the first half. He's right. not responding to me. He's standing there. I'm like, oh, wait, I'll come you turn around or not, Doug. We run a call play again. I'm not running a effing corner route. I'm running a hook. Come to fourth quarter, Walker. Fourth quarter is to be our last drive of the quarter, right? Scram seven in the red area. <laughs> I get up to the line of scrimmage. I'm sitting there. I'm having a conversation with myself, brother. I'm like, he didn't really acknowledge me. So am I going to run this corner route? If I run the hook route, he throws the corner route, we get an interception. Right. They're going to cut me. They're right, you're done. You're the championship right. guy's like, I'm cut. And I was like, I was like, oh, shit. 
the corner route's not going to be open. I'm running a hook route. Man, before I even turned around on that hook, that ball was hitting me in the chest. Dougie, because I think Dougie understand me. The most important thing to me is winning. Hands yeah. down over everything. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win the football game. I ran that play. I'm going to drop that ball too, by the way. <laughs> but I called it, thank God. <laughs> Winning touchdown, you know, defense stops from going down the field, you know. But it's those type of decisions that need to be made as a player. I, I mean, me and Dougie, we did that ourselves. You know, scram seven, I'm supposed to run a corner out. Dougie, I'm not supposed to run a hook, especially when I cut my split down. It looked like I was running a corner out. Right. You know, so well that's the game within the game. But we we got a we got a first year quarterback and receivers, so that's not going to probably happen with them. But from what you've seen, what do we have to do to be competitive to compete to actually win a game? We're playing at four defensive units over the conclusion of this season. There's not a joke in the group. Everybody's manning up. And I'm wondering, what is this group going to do? How do they salvage this for within themselves? It's not salvageable. You can't. I mean, we 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 can't make the playoffs. I don't think. Well, you're not mathematically out, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Well, okay. We're not mathematically out. Then we win. We win on what? We got four games left. Yep. We got to win all four, obviously. Yeah. We win all four games. Because where's your hope? It's it. But at some point in time. Like, God, Doc, how many times did you guys call a meeting? I remember my rookie, you guys called a meeting. Yeah. No, didn't call a meeting. Yeah. You guys called a meeting. We got together and we had that conversation. Yeah. We had that conversation my rookie year. Don't get me wrong. We didn't make the playoffs my rookie year. Right. But we went 10 and 6 and didn't make the playoffs my rookie year. That's right. Year. Dallas lost. Dallas won and we, we got knocked out. We had to bank on somebody else winning or losing that, which you don't want to be right. in that position. We gave That's up true. the right to control our own destiny. But with all the chaos, that's going on in that building right now. What what's the approach you would recommend to these guys right now? And they're listening. They're listening. What would be your advice to them to salvage the season for themselves? I mean, what I would go in and I would tell them straight up, like, first of all, stop bitching among yourselves unless it's the proper bitch. Like for example, if it's a bitch with what Imperative information. That's okay to bitch about. Mm-hmm. If you're getting on a guy because you know the guy can do better, stop screwing up. Do that. Because what they don't want, honestly, this is what happens when there's a coaching change. And honestly, if they don't make a playoff, there's probably going to be a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, it's probably 99.9%. Mm-hmm. When you bring in new coaches, they never look at you the same way as your old coaches did. They mm-hmm. just don't. They don't look at you that way. So you may be a guy with the former coaches that you have, but you're not necessarily the guy with the new coaches that's coming in because they've been in the day. They're coming in because you suck. That's right. Your team sucks. Right. That's why they're coming in. So they're going to make changes automatically because if they don't and they lose, they go, well, you didn't change anything. Right. Of course you're going to lose. You know, so if I'm a player, I'm like, and we got a chance of getting in the playoffs, I'm going to be calling meetings. I'm staying after practice. You know, an hour, two hours after practice, after everybody else has went in, to work on my craft. The key is I got to work on my craft. Yeah, but we're hearing scuttlebutt coming out of the park that there are people pushing back because EB is trying to force the issue. EB is trying to because he just left a championship environment, Uh and he's he's trying trying to to resurrect the dead. 
And the complaints drives me nuts that I hear about. And I know it's true. I know it's true. But how else is he supposed to fix this mess? That's the only way you do. If he's not authentic. He has to find the guy. That's the, like for example, Joe was smart. He found speakers like yourself, uh, uh, you know, uh, D, D. Green. He found, he found speaker like yourself to have the team buy into it as well. Don't give it. Joe was a whole nother thing. Sleeping at the park. I mean, we was already kind of bought into it. Like, damn. Yeah, that's my point. Well, see, I don't have that. I mean, that's no, my no. whole point. You know, that, I don't even like to bring they, that they up that. because that's day and night. That. We got guys over there allegedly, based on the reports we receive, that people are coming crying to the coach that the coach is making them study too hard, making them changing up schedules or whatever. You in last place in the division, the guy comes out, he's Ghostbuster, and he's getting kickback, which is normal on teams that aren't good. I'll cut up because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I can go out there and find players who are hungry to play. Come on, uh, Walker, I'm a Division Division One AA player. One AA. I didn't get respect when I came into the league. I didn't get that respect. A lot of guys, but what you found out is a lot of my number ones, you know, don't get me wrong, I was a number one in the other league and two picking with them. But still, a lot of number ones, they don't fucking pan out. Excuse my rent. They yeah. don't pan out. Yeah. They just, they don't pan out. So I'm going to go find the guys who are hungry that's going to pan out who don't mind working because right now they've gotten spoiled. I'm going to find leaders on the team who's going to give me an hour when none of the coaches are out there because tech, okay, you can't be out there, but they're going to give me what I want. I'm going to go talk to my five guys on the team. I'm going to be like, this is what I need you guys to do because there's always a loophole to every rule. I'm going to find the five to ten guys who actually want to win. Losing makes them sick. Sick. Where you cry after you lose a football game. Those are the guys I want. Walker, after that Giants game in 86, oh, I cried like a bit. I cried all the way home. Yeah, me too. And I dropped the ball. That would have been a touchdown. Come mm-hmm. on, Walker. Mm-hmm. Home, you know what I did at 2.30 in the morning? I started training for next year. Yeah, there's, there's a hunger. I'm training for next year. But that's a hunger. We don't even hear conversations like that anymore. That's kind of like guys out, those guys out there who do have it. It's my scouting department job to find those guys. Let me walk Honestly, well, that's what player I, 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 player I want, development. I want them to get into the playoffs. I want them to have. I want them to win out, have the opportunity to get in the playoffs, and I want them to win. I don't want anybody losing their job. I don't want that. But if that does happen, I come in next as people who understand this culture. So I would like to see former players who understand this culture, who have a knack for coaching as well and teaching as well, to come back in because now that's a whole nother conversation. They're going to understand, like, for example, if your name's on the wall, your name's on those trophies. You can go point to your names on those trophies. You can go illustrate what it is that you do. Your name's in the ring of fame in, in, inside, inside, inside the stadium. You can come have these conversations where they're going to know that we're no nonsense. Walker, people go, for example, you coaching tight ends, they will listen to you because you're not going to accept for them not to listen to you. 
Well, it mattered for me and to see enough, Charlie Taylor enough, at, at practice. In the league yeah. that I could go find it. There's yeah. enough talent in the league. I can go find some blue-collar boys. Let's come work. Let's go work. Yeah, but you know the league doesn't operate that way anymore. This is oh, a buddy. But this would, is family would, and friends, it would, man. If, it would if I had my coaching staff. Yeah. I'm bringing back I'm bringing back a coaching staff of players that play that automatically when you come in and be like fucking google me. That's all. Just google me. I They're know that when when Joe Bugle with throwing projectors up against the wall, I really think that today's player and and it's it starts from college, it goes all the way through. We have a a they've been coddled so much at this point that now yeah, they good. feel like they're being abused if you elevate your players, voice at them. There are certain players, Doctor, but there are certain players that you will find on your team that can create the leadership that are old school like us. Yeah, but you got to want that to happen. I'm not convinced this current group is interested in that. But what, what I'm saying is, like, for example, is is a good enough team to be in the playoffs. This team yeah. is a good enough team Last year, to win playoffs. They blew it. They're, they're, Cleveland they're, and the Giants so, lost at home. Also have to have leadership on her as well where they're losing. I yeah. accept it. Yeah. No, it's it's um I'm not gonna go through three if say I got a three year coaching contract, I'm not gonna lose three years. It's just not. I'm not built that way. I'm not going to allow my guys to be built that way, and I'll go find the guys who will kick your ass. But they got a guy like that in the building right now, and all you're hearing about is the guys crying because the guy's trying too hard to change, turn them in from from also Rands into that champions. Guy's for, that guy's not for me. That guy's not for me. Then if you're crying about what your guy is saying to you, you're not putting up the numbers that you're supposed to be putting up. If you're a five-time pro bowler or a four-time pro bowler, all pro, and you're killing the numbers every year, and you're putting it, that's a conversation that we can start having. Then. But if you're not that, you're not that. And perfect example, doctor, you think I could have made? I would have made, remained on that team and lost for seven years? <laughs> Can, can, can you ever see that happen? No, 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 I really you can't. You shouldn't even allowing that to happen. No, no, I can't. Because the kids, I take pride in being able to say, I'm a game changer. Game changers change game. That's how you get That's how you get that behind your name, game changer. Because I'll change the game. Give me an opportunity, I'll change the game. Like, perfect example, Doc, you've never seen me one time about anything when we were winning. Didn't seem to complain about anything when we were winning. Mm -mm. Let us be losing, and you're not giving me the rock. Then we got a problem. <laughs> yeah, and boy, then, you make because you... now I'm like, now give me the rock now. Like, we're not winning. Give me the rock. I don't care about art. I don't care about Ricky. Give me the rock because I'm going to change the game. Minnesota, our last. Playoff game, or first round playoff game that we won, I guess we should say. That's what it was. Uh, that's why people saw me and Joe. I'm, on, I'm telling Joe, I'm like, calm down. I said, I'll calm down when you get me the freaking ball. I'll calm down there because I was trying to repeat because we won the Super Bowl the year before. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to 
trying to repeat. I'm trying to be like the Bulls in Chicago's basketball team. Yeah. I'm a Jordan fan. I'm trying to repeat. <laughs> yeah, you know, Anthony, when you listen to this now, it sounds so foreign. It really sounds like it was 100 years ago. It, it mean, doesn't sound – it doesn't even Somebody sound – it. it doesn't sound like today. Not at all. Yeah. You, you, you'd be penalized. Like again, and, that's, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You, you wouldn't fit in like well today. over there. But it doesn't matter. I, I, I find the players who I did fit in well with. <laughs> See, that's the key. The key is I pick my guys in. If I'm in control, I'm picking the guys who's going to keep me hired. Yeah. Not the guys who's going to get me fired. Yeah. Well, that's obvious. That this there were a lot of people that been on this team because of past relationships, not current results. You know, and we went through that whole Panther thing. That's all we ever judged on. That's all we ever judged on, Doc. Is the results. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. um, Ever judged on. mm -hmm. Well, I know that you you are busy in the community, man. We appreciate all that you do. You got. I know you got an event coming up. You always doing something to help others, and uh, that's what I love about you because this community. Is so supportive, and most of the guys that got the honor of playing here is about doing any and everything you can to show that love back. And you, you are tireless in your efforts. And um, yeah, but the community's community's good to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it literally, it, it, hand goes hand in hand. What got, talk? What I'm thirty years removed. Yeah, and I'm still doing NFL experiences. Yeah, yeah, because the key comes to. I don't care. Winning cures everything. Always has, always will. You produce and you win, you have a legacy. Nobody gives a shit about a losing legacy. They just don't. They don't care about people who could be great. You could be a great athlete, but if you don't win or if you're not competitive, where at least you're like you're in the show, you're in the hunt every year. I've been watching it eight years, Doc. We went to the playoffs five out of eight years. Yeah. Eight years, we went 10 and six. The playoffs. Two of the years we went ten and six and didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Only one year we had a losing season was eighty eight and we went seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Boy, seven and nine oh, sounds dude. like. I mean, I was miserable. <laughs> the guys around me were miserable because I was cursing them out every day. Yeah, yeah. That's the only I way you get out of it. Out because we all stuck. You got to hold yourself accountable first and foremost. I didn't do enough that year for us to be to have a winning record the playoffs that's partly my fault if not all my fault that's the way i looked at it because i should be able to put a team on my back and carry them we'll see you talk ownership and, and, and anthony you hear you hear ownership and everything he says it's ownership he known one penny of that team but he sounds like he's a majority owner that's the investment that's that's how deep this is when you all in it when it's taught the right way, everybody on that team should feel just like he sounds. I never hear that, that way. until it they're has, talking about a, a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mean, it, ha- it has to be that way, and after a while, people get tired of the same story from coaches and players. Yeah. I-, I can only use the same excuse for so long. But at the end of the day, it's the coach's job to get their players to play better, but most importantly, it's the player's job to ensure. Like, Walker, my rookie year? Mm-hmm. Y'all all had me carrying y'all sh- walking around. <laughs> it was just what it was. And I accepted it because it also was the time for me to learn. Yeah. People who came before me. Yeah, it's. Um... And you got to understand the history, too. Your guys taught me the history automatically. You're like, 
We don't do this here. G Clark, we don't do this here. You could be one of, one of the first people that would correct me. No, we don't. We, no, we don't do it like that, G. Yeah. Like this. This is the Redskins way. Now I guess to be the Commanders way. Mm-hmm. This is the Commanders way. Yeah, it's so again, important to hear standard. You hear culture thrown out from there, but I don't never hear winning culture. I just hear culture. it has to be somebody who understands the culture to start with. Yeah, yeah. I, I never hear winning culture. You know, a lot of times you don't get respectful. Don't get me wrong. Technology has changed a lot of things. Yeah, sir. and for the and you can research. You can research who's coaching you. Yeah. Go back and look. But what I'm saying is, if and don't get me wrong, I want man, I want them to win the rest of their games. I want them to get in the playoffs. I want them to win the first game in the playoffs because obviously, not only do they have to get in the playoffs, they have to win the first game so nobody gets fired. Happen if that does not happen, I, I see changes. Unfortunately, I see changes coming. And no, I, I, I don't like to see anybody get fired. I just don't. No, I, I mean, no. I just, we've been in and out of this business. Yeah, you don't know. No, I understand that. No, no, I don't want to see no, anybody do that. But I also no. been around when somebody has. Mm-hmm. What happens? It changes, and the new coaches come in with a whole new philosophy. A whole, oh, so. But if that was to happen, ownership looking for coaches to come in to do things, I'm looking within the history of the club for coaches to come in and do things. First of all, the fans get off my back right away. Fans are off my back right away. And I, and I would, and honestly, I would do it the same way Joe did it. I'm not going to have five coaches. I'm going to have 12 coaches. Yep, it's all about, it's all about structure. G yeah, man, we appreciate you, man. Guys. Right, we appreciate right, you, man. We got to go pay. Right, uh, we got our producer when you Anthony Handy behind the board, boy. We got to spend a lot of money. His, he makes a ton of money doing this, so we got to take all our breaks are much longer because of his salary. Love you, man. Appreciate you, man. Right, love you too. Stay all strong. Right, well, all right, the man, one of the best later. to ever do it. Original member of the posse, Gary Clark. You feel him? Oh, no, I definitely feel – to be honest, I think I could have fit in with you guys. I ain't going to hold you. My mentality, the way I move, I think so. I don't, I don't move and shuck and jive like some of these other dudes, but – But you just hear the sound. Oh, yeah, I and hear you the don't passion. hear that. I hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's just – and every guy's the same way. Yeah. It's like – and they – and they're not and, – and there are a lot of guys not even allowed in the facility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They keep you out instead of opening the door to bring you in. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to help them. You know, and that's the difference where it's just its pitiful. It really is. Gary Clark, we appreciate that. Let's find out what's on your mind now. You support it. That's thats why we are who we are. But Brother Galdi, is, he accepted it? Oh, I thought yeah, we got I Galdi thought Galdi's now. business manager called and told us that he was. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> he might good. be in the weight room right now. He okay, might be. Yeah, wait, in, in between squats. Well, we're going to keep it going, and then we will take your calls. I don't want you hanging on the line forever. I'll let you know when we light up the lamp. Next, we bring in my old tag team partner, the best in the business, <laughs> Al Galdi. Stick and stay with us here. DOC in for Greg Hoffman here on the Hoffman Show, Team 980.